Uh, work, yo. What is up? Uh, you guys know uh, from Blink-182, Dave Anthony, man. What? <laughs> Why the fuck would you... All right. First ru- of all, let me stop you right away. Your outfit, tone is aggressive. That fast. Why would you ruin that fucking sweet outfit? You don't like Blink? <laughs> oh, my God. Bro! I just love Phoenix. It just brings out something. You love it here. You do. My cab driver from the airport, I go, do you like Phoenix? He goes, no. How many, how many of you don't, don't like Phoenix? Okay. It's about half and half. It's about half and half. It's cute. Half of so you we don't just like do, it. Everybody, so from now on, we all just like, doesn't matter on what, but 50% disagrees with 50% yeah. on everything now. Like, yeah, 50, no! 50% of you guys are like, this place is shit. <laughs> and the other 50% are like, I don't, I don't mind dying in a hot place in, in 10 years. Like, I don't care dying here because there's no water in 10. That's fine. It's fine. No, you guys love water. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be there. Don't. Fuck off. You got Hey, you know hey, what? We're whoa, thirsty. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Maybe maybe you should have made a better deal in 1900. Huh? Don't you fucking think about that shit? Oh, snap. I don't know what we call this. Why don't you dig up the corpse of Mulholland and renegotiate? Historical roasting. You're listening to the dollop. This is a bi-weekly American history podcast. Once a week, I read a story from American history to my friend, Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Did you say your name? Because you didn't go through your resume. Oh, I didn't. Dave Anthony. I don't need one today. Who are you, sir? <laughs> I don't always need a resume. I come to a place like Phoenix. I'm like, oh, I'm good. Okay. All right. <laughs> Just a man of the people. <laughs> I don't think I don't you know to, what that means. I don't need to brag here. I don't need to brag and tell you guys I have a lawn or whatever. It's <laughs> not what it's about. May 10th, 1843. <laughs> people know about this gentleman James Addison Revis that's it one person was getting stabbed for sure that was not no, a one, one guy just lost his fucking mind some, a few people were very excited and then there was a stabbing towards the end no one guy one guy just acted like sting came out and it was <laughs> and it was 1982 oh dude talk about punk rock Fields of gold I will Yeah (laughs) Fuck the queen Fields of gold James Addison uh, Revis Was born in Henry County, Missouri To Fenton and Mary Revis Don't don't get that excited about Missouri Come on (laughs) He was the second of five children His dad was a Welsh immigrant And a wandering laborer Meaning Job to job 
<laughs> he'd just be, he'd, he'd, he well, enjoyed stumbling upon occupations? Yeah, we'd just move around. You got work. No. Like yeah, and then he'd wander to the next place. Okay. Sometimes he'd just stumble into a job. Yeah, right. Okay. Hey, you're stocking shelves now. How'd that happen? <laughs> Okay. Uh, his mother was Scottish and Spanish. She loved her Spanish roots and would tell James they were from Spanish royalty. Okay, sure. And she told him it was his right to reclaim his heritage. Hmm. It's a good way to raise a kid. So, right, right there, Dave. Yep. I feel like we're going to follow that thread a little. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> Mary was also super into the Confederacy. Oh, Dave. Hey, me from before. (laughs) Uh, When James was 18, she made him join up when the Civil War kicked off. Okie dokie. And she believed the entire reason for the war was so Northerners could steal her family property and believe the Confederacy, uh, I believe after the Confederacy won, her family would be elevated to its proper place in society. Uh, uh, what uh, what Ro- is that? Royalty. Oh, because they're Spanish royalty. Yep. So the- she thought that if the North lost the Civil War, uh-huh. then All- they, she would be recognized as a monarch. All Spanish royalty would be. Okay. That was one of the reasons they fought the war. The Confederacy. It's about states' rights. Uh, states' rights, restoring uh, monarchies, and then also slavery. The end, slavery. But those other two things were pretty. I'm, uh, I go back and forth on slavery, but I want more Spanish queens in the South. So that is my cause. Okay, I'm here. That's a Spanish queen. That's all I had. It's my accent. You shouldn't be on the battlefield. Hello! No, I don't think you understood how this was supposed to work. Hi! Uh, arm her? I, I'm not... I'm torn. Dance! Uh, <laughs> uh, I believe... Sh- oh. Are we still going? Yeah! <laughs> uh... But it didn't take James uh, long to realize he was not really into the cause of the Confederacy or the war. Uh, he also became bored super easy. So naturally, this led to uh, forgery. He started forging... Naturally? He, yeah. Yeah, I put that in. Yeah. He started forging overnight passes for himself and his military buddies, and soon he was forging furlough passes and then requisition papers for army supplies. Oh, my God. Which he would take and sell to local merchants who were having a hard time getting, getting product. Oh, man. And then it this, this afford- helped him because he was making money doing that. That helped him afford more furloughs. I, but then, I mean, I do love the, like, God, to be ahead of, like, to be a forger in the 1800s. Oh. It's just like, yeah, that looks like Hanks. <laughs> and I'm done. Yeah, I, that looked like Hanks. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead. Okay. At some point, it became pretty clear that the South was going to lose the war, so James just switched sides. We did it! That is the best move. That's, that's how you do it. That is how you do it. Hey, uh, are you guys winning? Yeah, it's almost over. You guys lost. I'm going to come. 
come over. What? No, we're gonna no, we're taking you. I'm gonna come over. What do you mean come over? It's pretty much over. I think I look good better in a different color. <laughs> if you're gonna do it, you better go now. I'm not Spanish royalty. The fuck are you talking about? I'm a normal guy. I don't even say Barcelona. That is the best way to play that. <laughs> if you're a fucking, if you're, an, if you're in the Super Bowl and you lose, you just put on the other jersey. Boys, what did I tell you, huh? We fought. Yeah, we, we won. We fought. <laughs> we dug deeper. We fought. So. He just left in the middle of the night and headed over to the Union Army. Wow. And it worked. They were like, yeah, come on over. You know, it's over tomorrow. Is it? Wow. What? Crazy that I had my revelation on the eve. <laughs> no, weird timing. Crazy timing, that is. Oh, man. All right. Are we going to stop some ass or what? And Fuck by you. the way. Fuck you, Atlanta. <laughs> I agree, no slaves. But I wonder if we should have more Spanish royalty wandering around. Am I not, sir? What the fuck did you say? Are you know, just have a... What do you think we're fighting for? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, sir. <laughs> a lot of people think this is about slavery, just so you know. But yeah, okay. So he joins the Union Army, and then he goes back to forging papers. But the Union Army was a little more on top of things, and he was caught forging his commander's signatures. So he just left the Union Army. Okay. Again, he got up in the middle of the night and just took off. Does he go back to the South? Hey. What are you guys doing? Um, I think I fucked up. I still have feelings for you. Well, he ended up just leaving the country completely, and he went to Brazil. Okay. Uh, where he stayed for a little while and learned to speak Portuguese. And then he came back to Missouri and got a job as a streetcar conductor in St. Louis. And then after that, a real estate agent. Okay, sure. So when he was a real estate agent, he forged an old deed on some faded paper to show that he owned some land that he didn't own. Okay. And then he sold the land. Okay. Sort of. And someone gave him money and took over the land and nobody noticed. <laughs> James had just discovered a great way to make money. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, if you can dream it. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty good, too, because people already bought it, so I just sell it to them. Uh, and then his life really changed the day he met Dr. George Willing in 1871. I don't, I don't like that. Doctor, life change. Uh, well, Dr. Willing was not so much a doctor as a traveling bullshit meta, uh, medical cure salesman. Okay. He also sold whiskey. Sure, well, I mean, yeah, it cures a lot. Dr. Willing told James that he had a... Dr. La Willing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll write anything. Any prescription you need. Oh, you don't even need Whatever. to show me. Yeah, they're all good. What do you want? Actually, that's just like now. Uh... <laughs> There's a doctor in L.A. Uh, that advertises as Dr. Ganja. 
And I was working on a show, and one of the writers said, uh, hey, man, your wife's a therapist, right? Can she write me in, like, a, a, a note for the airline for my dog? And I was like, no, she's not, a, a, like, an asshole. Uh, you should go see the vet, Dr. Ganja. No, but no. then someone else in the writer's room went, oh, you should go see Dr. Ganja. No! What? So he goes to see Dr. Ganja. <laughs> There's people sitting in the waiting room, and he goes, uh, hi, I'm here. What, what do you hear? It's a Russian uh, reception. What do you hear for? He's like, uh, I'm here to, uh, I want to... Uh, Sorry, Dave? I'm here... Dave? What? David? I don't do Russian. Dave? You do it. Can we hear what she said again, Dave? What? What are you doing there? Like that? <laughs> I think we found our loophole, the Irish. You've got your hand in the borscht. <laughs> Bloody Vladimir Putin. Put a potato on your Putin. Okay, so wait, so they, so they, so, so Dr. Khan just, so he, he goes, I'm here. Also being like, for sure, like, man, you need it. Are you here for medical marijuana? He's like, no, uh, I have a dog. She goes, oh, dog, no, sit down over there. And there's like different places where people sit. And then he just goes into Dr. Ganja, and he's like, uh, hey, I need my dog because I get nervous. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's $180. And just <laughs> so it's like, it's like Dr. Willing, but it still happens. <laughs> Dr. Willing uh, told James that he had a land grant that was worth millions of dollars, and it was in the Arizona Territory. Okay. He had bought the land grant from a man named Peralta for some supplies. Okay. Uh, James did not actually believe Dr. Willing, but it sounded like a great way to make some money, so he went with it. But he does, they, so it's a, neither will acknowledge it's bullshit. But yeah. Great, okay. Well, this land that you have sounds uh-huh, great. Let's yeah. sell it. Yeah, yeah. The All right, Dr. Willing. <laughs> yep. You live up to expectation. I like working with you. Uh, you're great. Let's sell this land. Yeah. <laughs> You've got it. Let's sell <laughs> it. Hey. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. for no, sure. Yeah, totally. It sounds legit. Yeah. Absolutely. Good, uh, yeah. It sounds like you own it. So I do. Is, I own it. Sure. As you've said. <laughs> oh, this is good. We should do it more often. I do like working with you. I love working with you. Yeah. The two men teamed up. We should team up. <laughs> if the deed could be validated, they would own over 2,000 square miles of land in Arizona. They, okay. So under the, under the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo in 1848, you know about that one. Big one. Land grant, so basically, you know, you got the fucking Mexican-American War or whatever. Tell you them, take a I bunch know. of land, yeah. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> So basically, after we steal a bunch of land from the Mexicans or beat them up and they go, hey, we'll buy it, uh, land grants are still honored by the U.S. government to people who own the land previously, right? So they don't just take it. So two men, these two guys, uh, Dr. Willing and James uh, Rivas, work on the project for years. That's what it... I kept trying to figure out what they did for years, but they were... They just kept working on this scam to get this land, 
So I mean, they must have been forging papers or like trying to get convinced people to be witnesses or some shit. I'm not sure what they were doing. Just trying to like make their story airtight, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Right. But so, but but you could within the that time frame of years probably learn a skill and put it to use, you know. Like at what point is a scam just? I mean, this is a this is, seems like a skill. Convincing, convincing people you own land that you don't own is a fucking awesome skill. <laughs> yeah, and you you probably don't learn how to do that overnight. Yeah, yeah. no, that's not easy. Ask Trump. So. So uh, it goes on for years. So long that Doctor Willing died. Oh, so that's a that partnership's not that great now. So then James, uh, tell I'm me like, he links up with Doctor Ganja. Well, he goes to California. Okay. Uh, the trip was very hard, and his health uh, was not good when he uh, arrived. He ended up living in Downey, California, and worked as a school teacher to get back on his feet and make some money. Okay. I have no idea why you would do that. There's no, there's no part of that sentence that's great. Um, it's all kind of a bummer. Uh, Teacher. He then moved to San Francisco and got a job at the Examiner. And this helped him become very close to important people like railroad tycoons who lived, a lot of them lived in San Francisco. Okay. And he convinced them the deed was approved by the U.S. government. So everywhere he goes, he's working people about this fucking land grant. Sure. Okay. The railroad tycoon saw as a way to get uh, the right of way across his property. So they're just looking to get their fucking railroad tracks somewhere, and they hear this, and they're like, oh, we can throw down our railroad tracks. Sure. So they gave him... his land. They gave him $2,000 to get started getting back this land that he had. mm, It's two grand. You you can't even say it confidently. No, no, it's his. If he said it's his, it's his. I trust him. Sure. So James then went to the Arizona Territory in 1880. He told people he still worked for the Examiner and uh, kind of snooped around as a reporter. Sure. And then he headed to Prescott to discuss business with Dr. Willing's family. Oh, the Willings. The Widow Willing. Widow Willing. Uh... He forged paperwork sure. that a- authorized him to take possession of the deed and presented them to the probate judge who was like, yeah, those are good. <laughs> so now he, now he got his hands physically on the deeds. Okay, were, so now he has the deeds for this land that's, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's not his. So after all these years, he's finally got the deeds in his oh, name. Okay. So the, they're faded and the writing could barely be made out. That's helpful. The two signing witnesses were vagrants who could not be found. Sure. Also, the agreement had been signed and dated three years before Dr. Willing had arrived in Arizona. That's not a problem. It was not. James did not give a shit. It was great. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and no he, questions. And he went to work. First, he examined the <laughs> record book of the Mission San Xavier del Blanc. Uh, right? Did I... Blanc? What? Javier? It's not Xavier? It's Javier? No. Oh, this has an X. Is this not, is not an X? Is it a J? Not anymore, motherfuckers. <laughs> Call it the way it's spelled in my document. I think it means a former Javier. Yeah. (laughs) 
I'm going to admit something right now. While I was writing this, I was watching a Xavier basketball game. Oh, boy. So, what's happening? Who were they playing? That, Are we I don't about know, to but meet there's the a, butler? There's a fucking dude on there who was just money. Uh, then he went to Mexico, again posing as a reporter. Sure. And he made friends with... Fake news. Uh, archivists. Okay. Made friends with archi- archivists? Archivists. Okay. Guys who take care of the archives. Sure. Uh, and they let him have access to cool all... Cool group, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you want to go out... Well, you, go to, you go hang out at the, the yeah. archivist bar. Oh, have you been to Barkivists? And, uh... That's the... Pull up a seat at Barkivists. That's just dogs. I know, yeah. <laughs> oh, what are we talking... What do these things do? Ar- archivists. Ar- archivists. I think said Barkivists. So they... You go there, and it's just a bunch of dudes talking about old papers and stuff. <laughs> Uh, he make friends with them, and then they let him have access to all the documents in sure. their archives. Sure. And so he would take documents out, and then he would forge copies, and then he'd return them. <laughs> so he used a bunch of different types of ink so and paper easy. and wax seals okay. and titles, and so he's just stuffing fucking documents in the archives. <laughs> sure. Well, these guys are just like, he's a cool dude. Yeah, he's He's fun. a really nice guy. He's fun at parties. Yeah. He's really great. And I love how much he loves our documents. He loves documents. It's nice to see someone with enthusiasm. Someone finally wants to talk to me. They want to talk documents and they want to take some documents. I'm pretty sure it's Xavier. It's nice to see. Xavier. I don't think it is. (laughs) I don't believe that it is. Have you seen that guy Dunk? (laughs) He created documents that recorded the entire history history of the Peralta family. They were high-born Spaniards and made a bunch of money in the 1600s. Did they? They had titles, and a few moved to Mexico. He created birth certificates, land grants, promotions of non-existent soldiers, and wills. It's now still the, an honor to get promoted, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now the archives show a fortune being passed down to family members until it was in the hands of the, quote, heirs to the barony of Arizonac. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Wait, wait, what? What? Arizonac. <laughs> what is that? What did he say? Read the last bit again. Heirs to the barony of Arizonac. Okay. Don Miguel Peralta had died at 116 years old. At how old? 116. Okie What's his, his secret? Not being real. He could have gone longer. He really couldn't. His son married a Mexican noble woman, and they had a daughter named Sophia and owned property in Arizona. Okay. Then tragedy hit. No. Brace. Oh, boy. Brace for it. No. The family fortune Dave, no. was lost. We just lost the, the grandpas, 116. Don Jr. was now living in poverty. Sorry? Who was? Don Jr. Oh, that's exciting. His dad lived till he was 116. It's easier that way because you don't have to make two or three dudes. You just make one who lived until <laughs> he was 116. Yeah. Uh, now, having no money, Don Jr. had no need for land, so he traded it for some supplies. We're to, saying Don Jr. Don Jr. Okay. He, tra- he trades it to Dr. Willing, Dr. Okay. George Willing, okay. for supplies. Now, he's done creating his document trail, trail and James uh, Revis uh, goes back to Tucson and files his claim in 1882. Okay. And he slightly increased the size of the property from 2,000 square sure, miles. sure. To 18,000... Sure, sure, sure. 
It's fucking greedy, go, man. Go big, go big or go home. You, you try. Where's home? You home try, is at home. You try creating a fake fucking family in Mexico and documents and not come back. I don't want two thousand. Uh, I want fucking eighteen thousand. Yeah. It's like yeah, after coming up with all the bullshit, you're just like, you know, I think we deserve more. I a mean, if you look more. at our history that I just, we're made, an amazing family. I think we deserve an amazing family. Probably. All nine times, yeah. All I think we should just take it all. Eighteen thousand seven hundred and fifty square miles. His property claim was now seventy-five miles by two hundred and fifty miles from Phoenix what to is- Silver City in New Mexico Territory. <laughs> James was claiming he owned mountains, deserts, mines, sure. ranches, railroads, entire towns, and Phoenix. Hey, uh, Dave, uh, my only worry is that he's greedy and that someone might catch him because of this embellishment on bullshit. It's one thing when you're embellishing reality, but when you're building embellishments off of total horseshit, a little different. Yeah, but when you come in so big, people are like, really? Yeah. No. It's yeah. so bold that people are going to be like, is that, a, is that true? It has to be. He said he owns the mountains. <laughs> Fucking hell. Who would say that if they didn't? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, we're all moving out of Phoenix. Yep, it's his. It's all his. His, his grandpa, grandpa was 116. <laughs> So, so there's a guy called the Surveyor General in each territory who's in charge of shit like this. Sure. So he he looks at all claims and does all the. Well, what, what happened to him the day this one came upon his desk? Well, he had doubts. <laughs> On what grounds? Ownership of the rivers? <laughs> But there were so many claims coming in at the time that were legitimate that the office didn't have time to examine his documents right then. Wow. So James leaves the documents at the office and goes back to San Francisco and gets a job at the examiner again. Sure. Well, I mean, he never really didn't have it in his head. <laughs> Hi, I've been working here for a while. Sure. You guys owe me some paychecks. Yeah, I was doing uh, stories down in Mexico on myself. Yeah, own Phoenix. <laughs> How was your month? So the examiner's owned by uh, George Hurst, and Hurst let James write anonymous newspaper stories that supported the oh, Peralta land grant that he owned. Oh boy! The articles claimed there was quote irrefutable evidence that James was the owner. And that brought in investors in San Francisco. Yeah. So James goes back to Tucson, and now he's got two uh, henchmen with him. Oh, that's never good when you're adding that to the mix. Are they called that? Hey, these are my henchmen. Oh, that's not good. They're bad. Everything I know about henchmen, not good. These are my henchmen. Oh, no, that one, uh, that one beat you up, but this one gives out strawberries. Hey. <laughs> Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Uh, yeah, he popped uh, one in there. Uh, yeah. Now spit it out. I don't like the other one. <laughs> Give it back to him. <laughs> I'm the mean one. <laughs> to be clear. That you're the mean one. Yeah. 
<laughs> what about the other guy? Yeah, well, I was both, maybe. <laughs> Terrible. Barcelona. <laughs> so he brought, and he comes back, he brings even more forged documents that filled up two trunks. Whoa. And what what this, is he at this? I mean, okay. he was fucking working overtime in San Francisco. Sure. And this demanded that the surveyor uh, general inspect them immediately. Uh, but as the survey general looked over the documents, he became worried. They appeared to be legitimate. <laughs> he said he would register the claim and begin an investigation. So James went out and started asking for rent from people who were on his property. Oh, shit. All 18,000 square miles. That's when it gets scary. <laughs> That's going to take a while. That's also when it gets scary, though, when it's like you have the balls in your bullshit to be knocking on doors, being like, you owe me money. Yeah. I have two trunks of horse shit I threw on a guy's desk. I'm your landlord. No, I own Phoenix. Yeah. And those mountains. Yeah, and the mountains and the river. No fishing in there. And don't go up those mountains, neither. Sorry, they'll tell you. Or wait, this one will. That one's the strawberry one. No, no, no. Don't give them strawberries. No, come on. No, we're being mean. Don't throw those. And then your henchmen come over. I'm from ice! Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) He hired gunmen, which he called rent collectors. Better. Good punch up. And he had them go after the uh, mine owners first. He figured if people saw the big mines paying money, then all the little guys would get in line. Okay. And the Silver King Mining Company was making $6 million a year. So when some dude showed up demanding $25,000, they were like, okay, fuck, here, go. And they just gave him twenty five grand. <laughs> and he, in turn, gave them what is known as a quit claim. So that's like... <laughs> Bullshit. So you, you say you own the property. Someone else says, well, we do, but okay, if we pay you this money, then... They sign a quick claim, meaning you now own it. Right, okay. Right? So that's what he's asking for. Okay. Quick claims from people, or people, he'll give people quick claims for the money. Sure. So now, now, the, mine, now the mining company owns that mine, even though... Finally! <laughs> even though it's all total bullshit, they just didn't want to hire a lawyer and go through it. They're like, no. okay, yeah, right, whatever. <laughs> right. So James then posted notices across his claim telling residents to register as tenants or they would face trespassing and expulsion when the grant was validated. So people are freaking out. He got newspapers and he hired publicists to state his claim was for sure going to happen and that it included water and mineral rights. Whoa. (laughs) Oh, no. So at first people didn't believe it, but they were also concerned about the cost of litigation. And so they started coming around. Especially after word came that James made deals with the Silver Mining Company and the Southern Pacific Railroad. Uh, of course, right. Who was also, about that one. I believe, owned by guys in San Francisco who sure. just happened to want to get their rails across his territory. Oh, they so, will. so panic sets in. Everyone starts flipping out. James was offering quit claims to settlers for a fee, but the prices were all over the map. Whatever he thought he could get out of someone. Yeah, how about... Uh, he's just spitballing? Yeah. Some people he would tell 1,000, while others he'd give a quick claim to if they just bought him a couple of beers. So he's... I mean, he's... <laughs> 
I tell you what, I was gonna say like two thousand, but then I got here and I'm like, fuck, it's hot. I could use a beer, and no, I'm like, it, what do you got? You it, got beer? I got thirst. It it. Here we are. It has to. It has to start. Like it. I mean, if you're haggling. Like it take like it's got to take so long for him to just take his standards down to two beers. I'm looking for you, two, at least two thousand dollars right now, and then I, I can give you a quick claim. I, I can do it for nineteen hundred, and then I, I, I mean have, I, I got to walk away, or I, I got to have anything. I, I can do fifteen. I mean I can do fifteen hundred dollars. I, I was look just eighteen, so you're gonna look have to meet back. me. There's two goats, one's dead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> a dead goat. All right, I'm gonna do goat. it for. Well, here's what I'll do. I'll take the dead goat and okay. I'll do it for eleven hundred. Right. So that dead goat. That's eleven hundred, and I'll take the dead goat, and I want to pet the living one. Dead goat. Uh huh. Legally, my legally, my wife. Uh, okay. Now, now uh, goat is off the table. I don't table. have any money. Goat is off the table to end this conversation. I can go so to nine hundred. So you notice we're not actually we're not actually outside. I can go to nine. You're not listening to me. I can we're go not, to nine hundred. We're not actually outside. Can, this is my house. That's no I roof. Can go to nine hundred. I can go to so five hundred. Now that I'm looking around, I can go to five hundred. I can do it for five hundred dollars. And and this is me being a friend to you. And I don't want you talking to anybody about right. this. And do it for five hundred. Right. Five hundred. You get to keep now, your wife. Go, but you, I still want to pet the living one. Right. That hole. That's called a. Right, I'll do it for. I'll do it for. We could do it for a hundred dollars. If I give you for a hundred dollars, if you just maybe take me down the bar for a couple beers, I think we can do this. You just want to. I do have a tab at the bar. Okay, let's go to the bar. Let's go to the bar, and I'm still petting that goat. Okay. So that's not. You're also banking at that at that point on no communication between anyone in Phoenix. Hey, don't talk to each other either about this. But he would let anybody who wanted to inspect the documents. Like, he wasn't hiding anything. He was Why would like... he? Every, I mean, if everybody thinks they're real. Again, yeah. I mean, it is just like, it's just like if you're early forger, if you're an early forger. Yeah, you're, you're fucking killing it. Yeah. So people who refused to pay were attacked. Uh, sure. James had people beaten. He started stealing livestock and destroying homes. Okay. It became too much, and people started to rise up. Newspapers, particularly the Herald and the Gazette, went after James big time. They told residents to not pay for quick claims from James. They started a whole campaign about it. People were emboldened until oh, it was no. discovered that the Herald owner, Homer of Ganeel, no. had purchased a quick claim. No. <laughs> no. It's always, no. It's always that. Uh. So what, people were pe- so angry that Homer McNeil had to go back to James and, and cancel as quickly. <laughs> oh, my God. No, you own the property. Uh. You own it, not me. <laughs> James had mostly focused on the Phoenix area, but decided to push out. His next target was the town of Florence. He demanded money from the publisher of the Florence Enterprise, who responded by going after James. He called him an extortionist, <laughs> and James offered the publisher a bribe to stop Hey, writing the shit. Hey, come on, I'll take you down to the, for a couple of beers. Shut the fuck up. I'm being an asshole. I tried to what extort you, and now you, you won't shut up about it. Shut up. What are you doing? You need to we'll go? I'll take you two beers. Want dead goat? Okay, I'll give you $100. Here's what I'll do. I'll give you $100. You need a plague hole? Give me 500 You plague hole? I can do this. I'll give you 2000 By the way, the goat, that's a lady. That's a guy's wife. <laughs> Look at me. It's <laughs> a guy's wife. You want a beer? Yeah. Like beer, bro? <laughs> so, so this publisher starts going after him, and then he vandalizes the publisher's uh, newspaper office. 
that all the newspapers start going after James even more, and they form a committee to raise funds, Okay, saying they should hire a lawyer to fight James Raves. I'm a lawyer, too. I'll take the case. So soon, anti-Raves committees were started in Florence, Phoenix, Globe, and Tempe. Okay. This, while this was all going on, the Surgeon General sent an expert down to Mexico to inspect the documents. Okay. Now, James followed... How, how long did it take to get an expert? Apparently a while, because he was a 70-year-old guy. Uh, I still got 46 great years ahead of him. <laughs> Trust Trust me, I double-checked it, Charlie, too, yeah. You were, wor- you were worried, oh, buddy, though, right? Buddy, buddy, buddy. You were worried. Tightrope. Are you kidding? Worried. Oh, God, the fucking... Sweating bullets. The Twitter the Twitter barrage that uh, comes after you for getting math oh, wrong. Oh, math wrong. Oh, oh. what a nightmare. Hey, dumbass, that'd be 126. <laughs> so, this... 70-year-old expert goes down there, and James follows him with a lawyer. Hey, I'll be right behind you, bud. And James is incredibly helpful to the old guy. He introduces him to all the archivists he knows, right? And he's like, this is Bobby. He, he does wills or whatever. I don't know. I'm, this is a whole world I don't understand. Um, it but he's friends show. with them all, and he's introducing them, and they're all backslapping. <laughs> he shows the old guy where the documents are in the archives. <laughs> James even took the time to look for new documents and just happened to find paperwork from 1748 recommending the initial grant. Whoa. So that's yes. fucking lucky, right? When lucky. he's down there, he fucking stumbles across that shit. Whoa, I've been looking for this. So after all this, the expert, the seven-year-old investigator, comes back to Arizona and says, uh, it all looks good. Oh, good. Good, good, good. So even the expert, good. Uh, So it looks like he's going to get the land grant of 18000 He must just be like, how am I getting away with this shit? (laughs) Whew. So... In 1884, the Democrats won the White House. I think that's the last time that happened. (laughs) And and Grover Cleveland appointed a new surveyor general named Royal Johnson. Whoa, hello. (laughs) That's what Prince Charles calls his wee-wee, right, Dave? (laughs) Don't you meet the Royal Johnson, huh? Don't say it. Uh, and don't she, and don't she, fucking say it. She threw old Johnson. <laughs> don't <laughs> say the joke. <laughs> okay. Say it. No. Called me Dick Johnny on the boat. <laughs> jo- on the boat over, they called him Dick Johnny. How did you think he got here from England? Jesus Christ! I cannot. No, no, no. Fucking Dave, work Dave, with Dave, Phoenix. Dave, 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 I Dave. can't work with Dave, Phoenix. Dave, David, Dave. No, no. Like we talked about it in the van ride. No. Twelve k for a roof. So, uh, 
Johnson really, really, really wanted to take down James Reeves. Okay. So he starts a lengthy investigation into the land grant. James then started rumors that the government was going to buy him out for $100 million. <laughs> Why wouldn't you at this point? Yeah, but, yeah, it also just, again, just like forgery, and, I mean, truly, obviously, this is reflective on our time a little bit, but, like, starting gossip must just be so much easier. Oh, so fucking just, there's easy. There's nothing going on, so you're just like, yeah, don't tell anyone. But yeah, did you hear? Um, did you hear? Did you hear me? that uh, James might be getting a hundred uh, mil? Yeah. But you're James. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Tell everyone. Okay. You've got nothing else to talk about. Um... Since the news surveyor, since Royal was being so secretive about the investigation, everyone thought that Royal is now in on it. Because he's, okay. he's one of those, he's like really, you know, stick up the ass kind of guy who's like, I'm not telling you what's going on with the investigation. Meanwhile, the other guy's going, I'm getting a hundred grand and some clams. So, <laughs> that's not the clams part's not true. Then the, attorney, then the attorney general of the territory, Clark Churchill, filed a lawsuit against James Rivas over his own property. Okay. His personal property. Okay. Under deposition, James couldn't explain how he had gotten the Peralta land grant from Dr. Willing's widow. He, he couldn't explain? No. Okay. He was vague when answering questions about the boundary of his claim and his own finances. And he tried to argue that it was a Spanish land grant so the court didn't have jurisdiction. Okay. He lost. Okay. Yeah. Churchill's property was his, and uh, uh, a precedent was set. So now James Reeves' land claims are all fucked. Oh no! Well, so it's the time whole to thing's get the, the fuck whole thing's out of here. Blown up by this one attorney general fine. Time to move to a new town. So James bolts for California. I own it. And <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome to Jamesifornia. <laughs> welcome to James Angeles. Uh... Uh, so Arizona fucking celebrates. Uh, the joy didn't last long, though. Two weeks later, John, Geronimo uh, left the reservation, and war was back on. So yeah, well, you guys had a run. You had, a, <laughs> had two weeks of fucking awesome. Hell of a two weeks. In California, the most amazing thing happened. <laughs> so James is on this train. Okay. And he sees this young woman. Oh, boy. Who looks exactly. No, no, no. Exactly. No. Like Donna Sophia Peralta. Oh, the no. last heir Wait. to the Peralta family. Just happens to be on a train with this young uh-huh, lady. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So he talks to her and he asks her about her background. And incredibly, he had met this young lady's mother in California several years earlier. That's shocking. Soon, he's explaining to this young lady... 16 years old, oh. whose name is Sophia Treadway, that her resemblance, resemblance to the Baroness was too strong to ignore. Oh, my God. <laughs> she was almost certainly the daughter of the Spanish heiress. Oh, no. Where are we going? <laughs> so she goes, she goes to the place she works. She's like a maid. And uh, oh. they write to each other. They exchange addresses. They write for a while. And then he comes to visit her, uh, uh, where she works. She works at a place near Sacramento in a home. And then he proposes. Okay. She says yes. What? 
Okay. Well, we'll talk about a mixed reaction. A gutting off. Oh, my God. Oh. You guys, love is happening. Why are we getting upset? Uh-huh. It's just an old con man fucking a 16-year-old girl. Uh-huh. What is your problem? What is your problem? Uh-huh. <laughs> he somehow over this time, convinced Sophia that she was the lost baroness of the Peralta family. Jesus Christ. Whether she's too young or too naive or just wanted fucking out of the maid life, we don't know, but she was All of them. All of them. I mean, truly, if someone's like, you're a princess, it's like, well, I'm not going to fight too hard against this. I don't know. I don't know. Say it to me. (laughs) Say it. We'll see if it works. I normally won't do this twice in one day. Oh, don't try to look. I'm looking out the window of the train. You're looking out the window of the train? I'm not saying... No, you're not. No. You're... You're a princess. You're a princess. Hi, Birdie. Huh? What the fuck? I'm not gonna. You're a princess. Yeah, it was like the fifth time I said it. What? You. Oh my god! I don't wanna. You gotta. This... Okay. He does. Oh, sorry. Of sweetie. what? Huh? Of what? Oh. You name it, I can make it real. Okay. So, you tell I me. I will fuck you. I own mountains. Um, These people would be so confused if we started fucking right now. <laughs> this is this is when I get letters from teachers, and they're like, "I wish I would like to play to my class, but that my my mother, part, my, my mother." Will I mean, be the like, kids are sixteen, but the I part list- where you said. You'd fuck Gareth on the stage? I listened to the one when you were in Arizona, and Dave, I didn't like the bit when Dave said you were having sex with each other. Why? <laughs> You're not, are you? I mean, it would be all right, but it, seem, it would be complicated. James then sends his new fiancée, Sophia, to a convent where she's to learn the skills to be a high-born woman. So she's to learn the social graces and poise that will allow her to pass. So he sees her on a train, says, you're a princess, dates her, and then sends her to Etiquette Academy. Yep. Okay. It's the fucking 1800s. This is fucking common as shit. James also changed her name from Sophia Treadway to Donna Carmelita Sophia Michaela de Peralta, the Baroness of Arizona. Subtle. What? The Baroness of Arizona? Oh, my God. Did you not know we were going back? (laughs) The Baroness. 
Holy shit. So, I mean, yeah, this is really what is going on right now. I mean, we are, like, you're just rattled. You're like, I can't keep up with what the fuck? She's the queen of Arizona. Yeah, he owns it or didn't? I'm not sure. We're going to need to fuck. I think he's in charge. Give him money. Get him out of here. I don't know. I don't know. I own the mountains. He owns the mountains. Give him a bunch of money and get the fuck out of here. I'm not looking to fight anyone. So he puts her in a, the convent, then he goes to a church in San uh, Bernardino, and he convinces a priest to let him into the parish birth records. <laughs> and there, he finds a birth certificate of two twins, and he erases their name, replaces them with the name of the Peralta twins. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. So, what? Yeah. So, okay, so this is a super sad story. So... It turns out, it turns out Donna Sophia had a twin brother. What? She did? Well, that'll be great. They can reunite now that they know of her. No? Why are you shaking your head, mister? Well, her, her, twin, her twin brother died right after birth. Oh. And so did the mother, the heiress. And all the doctors. And anybody who could see it. No. Only one person so, made it. You know, the husband, he was kind of a shiftless, lazy guy. Uh, and the alive twin girl, Donna, was, was then given away to a man named John Treadway to raise. And, the, action, and the, you know, the father of the twins runs off to who gives a shit island. Right. <laughs> so this John Treadway is a rancher, but then he fucking died. So Donna Sophie is having a rough fucking... It's almost like you can't follow who her parents were, and it almost no, it almost is. And uh, and then and then and then, so she's there till she's five, and then Don, then John Treadway's wife dies. So yeah, it's just fucking. I mean, it's like just double orphan shit going on. What are they eating? I mean, are they okay? Like What's someone, someone maybe ask at this point. Maybe Donna Sophia is cursed. <laughs> But nobody did. Um, she was taken in by the family of John Snowball. <laughs> uh. <laughs> John Snowball? Yeah, you know. That does not sound made up at all. This is Jeff Flake and John Snowball. I want you to... John. Now, it, it, literally, it, literally, it is one of those things where you just say the first thing that comes to your head. John Snowball. Now, John Snowball would later remember that young Donna at five would talk about her inheritance. Sure. No, as five as, year olds will do that. I want a pony five, and all of my five, Spanish money. For sure. For sure. My five castles. Sure. No, well, the thing is, you just think they're pretending, because all kids are saying shit like that, yeah. but this one's being for real. So, I'm a princess. We are all princesses. <laughs> now, bitch. Not like I'm that. an actual princess. Okay, well, I'm not sure. So James forged new documents to verify who Donna was. Well, well I mean... Okay. And then he went... Uh, to his friends in San Francisco and got letters of introduction from them uh, and his business contacts. 
Uh, he also got a few Spanish contacts from a Spanish reporter he knew. Sure. And when the nuns said Sophia was ready, James came and picked up his baroness. Ugh, what? So weird. They married in it's a like civil... detailing a car. They married in a civil... <laughs> Is she ready? She's done. Hi, hon. How's your new brain? Wow. You know, and what's crazy is she almost took the 1230 train. And that's what we always talk about, how she almost got on a train an hour later. But she didn't. And what a life-changing decision she made. So they got married in the civil ceremony, which made James a baron. Well, I mean, what an honor. Really got to be honored at that point. So he now had a legal claim to the fake land of the fake family he had made up. Okay, so a lot of that doesn't feel real. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm saying, though? And James immediately started calling himself and introducing himself as the Baron, the Baron. of Arizona. The Baron. Uh... Hello, I'm the Baron of Arizona. <laughs> Call me Baron Zona. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. So James takes his new bride to San Francisco, where he explained to anyone who would listen that Donna Sophia was the rightful heir to the land in the Arizona Territory. It's so crazy that he just saw her on a train. But here's the fucking thing. What, Dave? This isn't his fight. He's not doing it for himself. No, no, no. It's for her, obviously. It's for her. Yeah, no, he honors... No, he Donna honors, of Sophia. Oh, my God. Did anyone think the contrary? Because He has no, he, no interest in the land. No, 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 no. He wants it going to the rightful owner, the monarchy invented on a train. He said it was his duty to, quote, see that her rights are given to her. Mm-hmm. And I'm also marrying her. Weird. So I guess I get a piece of the pie. Rich industrialist John McKay was so blown away by this amazing story (laughs) that he gave James and Donna Sophia $500 a month to go to Spain to search the archives for documents. Can you imagine his face when he's pitched that? Now... Now there's a common there's a there's a thing going on right in America where people are thinking like maybe rich people aren't smart. <laughs> like maybe maybe they're actually fucking idiots who just inherited their money. Turns out that's been going on for a long fucking time. <laughs> now 500 a month back then is about 12000 a month in today's money. <laughs> but the amount was I so high. I mean, he probably high. thought he was busted at the beginning of it. Now, listen. I know what's going on here, okay? And I'm going to need you to go to Spain. I'll pay you just twice a month. Just get more documents. <laughs> for sure, yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah. I'll definitely do that. Woo! I was so freaked out because when you first said... When you first looked at me and yeah. said, you know, I know what's going on here. I oh, thought, I know exactly what's going on thought, here. Yeah. You and Sophia need to get to Spain. We need to figure out more of this. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. 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 
I just didn't know it would be so easy. You and know? you know what else I was thinking? It's really easy. Oh, yeah, it is easy. Yeah. That's why I'm going to pay you guys a lot of money. What? I don't have a lot of friends. Is that coming across? No, you I'm not seem a big friend really guy. friendish. You're my best friend, James. <laughs> Baron. So the reason that the amount was so much was it was because that people of of such high blood wouldn't travel on common trains or com- they had to go at the highest level. So that's why he's paying 12K a month because they oh, got to right. go first hot class. Air and right, hot air, air yeah, hot air balloon. Right, right exactly. They're going in Not hot cheap. air balloons. Not cheap. Quite a distance too, might I say. It's hard. It's hard it's to work with a... Not uh, easy to work with. Basically someone who has the mind of a beagle. Yep. Nope. <laughs> You're working with James. You are working with a beetle-minded man. I agree, Dave. The couple stopped in New York on their way to Spain. James met with Senator Orozco Conkling and convinced him the federal government should stay out of his business. Okay, what, just on a layover? <laughs> Fuck! <It's> ambitious. <laughs> uh, the senator would become I a- feel like this side of the room stopped laughing a half hour ago. Uh, you guys okay? How are you? Oh, the wings. It's like a state of the union wing. over here. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was uh, great. That was a great State of the Union. Yeah, play to him, Dave. Play favorite, to him. Favorite If they don't speech. want to laugh, Dave, play oh, at him. A, I might go a, crowd there's, surfing. There's a cop who saved a white baby. Um, <laughs> sorry. 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 I just, I just think it's great to hear, to hear leaders of countries talk about saving white babies. It's a powerful moment. It's never been done before in the history of a country like Germany. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. 80 years later, though. (laughs) Who's laughing now? Uh, So... Charlottesville. Oh, man. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. We, now the crowd's turning into me. It's all terrible. Yeah, I, uh, this is black mirrory. <laughs> they became Dave. The greatest thing to do, by the way, is go to the dollop, uh, thank you, the dollop uh, you. reviews on iTunes and look at the dates of when Trump people start getting mad. So you just you just click uh, least liked, and then there's a. We're starting to get so fucking political. Uh, when you when you start you know, being I, an asshole, the, the and I cup, think it's going to age well. <laughs> when I get archive. shot in the back of the head, yeah, oh, uh, that, talk about a spike. And then I gotta, I gotta do it. I'm doing the dollop alone. All right, so, so it's just like how you started it. I'm just in a garage, like so this like blew my mind, kind of. I was like, uh, I'm just gonna fucking crazy. Oh. I'm actually doing Ted Nugent now, boy, Miss Dave. Uh, my la- my last tweet will be, how can I delete all the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you somehow block yourself and then he blocked himself I'm sorry I'm sorry if someone's friend brought them here and they're a Trump supporter I apologize <laughs> to whoever you are but uh, 
We're trying to bring you around. Uh, so, uh, right, so they stop on New York. The senator's on their side. Now, the senator's a powerful ally. Uh, and then there's a bunch of other influential New Yorkers who fucking jump on board the Baron of Arizona story. And then they go to Spain, where most of the Peralta family accepted Sophia as a long-last relative. Wow. I get, I get that at this point. You're like, okay, yeah, you're one, for sure. But a couple didn't. Oh. So James goes now to Now this Madrid. is really, this is getting soap opera now. So Jam- I don't think she's the princess she claims to be. Look at her! Oh, okay. So James goes to Madrid and Sevilla and searches the archives there for documents. No. Sophia... <laughs> that was... That was just the utterings of a sad, desperate man in the audience wanting this story to not be true and unable to understand how it's happening. It was the deepest guttural no, please, no. Reflexive. No! Man should not be allowed to touch paper anymore. Keep most of the secret stuff. <laughs> ah, I'm gonna have my lunch break, James, and uh, you have a good time in here. Lock up, don't lock up. What's the worst you could do? You're just reading. <laughs> it's an honor to have a baron in here alone for a couple hours. An honor. Uh. So while he's at the archives, Sophia is treated as an honored guest by the Peralta family. And James, in his search, found many, many documents to verify Sophia's story. He even found paintings and photos. (laughs) Some of them went. (laughs) People. (laughs) He said were her ancestors because they looked like her. what, Dave? Some of them, he may have bought at flea markets. What? Now, after some months, the Baron and Baroness returned to the United States, now with a shitload of proof of who she was. Oh, it was fruitful. James had found the will of Jesus Miguel, who gave his property, specifically the Peralta land in Arizona, to his granddaughter, Donna Sophia. Wow, what a trail of bullshit. I mean, the extent, the height of the bullshit. Yeah, that's why his rich acquaintances in New York were blown away. James. James Broadhead, a congressman who previously thought the claim had absolutely no merit, was now totally on board. I owe you an apology, sir. (laughs) Those paintings say it all. Quote, the Peralto claim has been submitted to Mr. Conkling, Mr. Ingersoll, and Mr. Hurd, who have pronounced it good. I have associated with them in the case, and in my opinion, coincides with theirs. Yep. 
Mr. Conkling, a former New York congressman and senator, said, quote, having made a somewhat careful examination of the ancient papers and on the facts and history of the case, I find they all go to show Mrs. Revis to be the person she believes herself to be, namely the lineal descendant of the original grantee. Sure, easy to, yep. Robert Ingersoll, uh, a, a very well-known order and attorney, was very impressed and agreed to represent the Baron and Baroness in their fight Absolutely. for the land. So, uh, the Baron and his wife went to Arizona in August 1887. Okay. He was now calling himself James Addison Peralta Rivas. Sure. <laughs> sure. So, fine, no problem there. Still now... On his way to Tucson, they're in a carriage. Sure. And they just happen to come across. Oh, no. No, no, no. No, no. No, no, no. No. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. This no, is Dave, amazing. Dave, Dave. This is amazing. Dave, Dave. Hold on. Dave. This is amazing. <laughs> the original monument that marked Sophia's great-grandfather's land. No, Dave. What? Dave, Imagine... The fuck! It's like God is pointing them the way. Hey, made-up Baroness, that's where your made-up grandpa's made-out land starts. What are the odds? Well, that's where they—that's where he decided to build uh, a mansion. Okay. <laughs> In oh. Tucson, he filed the claim on behalf of his wife, Donna Sofia Michaela Maso Rivas y Peralta de la Cordoba, Sweet third Baroness of Arizona. Sure. Third. Mm-hmm. On September 2nd, 1887, he filed a second claim. Sure. This one included documents, photos of wills, and a photo of Sofia standing in front of the monument they had found. Sure, sure. Well, just to prove that they didn't make up that they faked it. Right. Here's a picture of her in front of the thing I'm pretending is old. So argue that. Good luck, Judge. Here's a painting of it, too. For the haters. But because they had found this marker, the entire claim, it turns out, has moved. And it has shifted eight miles south. Now, he had an explanation for this. He believed that Dr. Willing had probably forged some documents on the... Are you fucking kidding me? That fucking doctor we trusted, Dr. Willing, is forging doc... He's a goddamn doctor! I never trusted him. I'm gonna need a minute. I didn't trust him! Ever! He had a walleye! You know what hurts the most is I believed him. He conned us all, including me. The Baron of Arizona. You can call me Bazona. James put down a $10,000 deposit to pay for an official survey 
of the land grant. Oh, he's got balls. Can we get his balls measured? <laughs> but the survey general refused to allow it and do an official survey because if he took the money and did an official survey, that would mean he approved the claim. Oh, okay. Okay. So it was turned so, a little trick, trick, not trying to do a little Sure. I'm, I'm genuinely shocked that didn't work. It was like this. In the time. Here's $10,000 to do that. No. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> no. Probably okay. for a half hour. Uh, the people of Arizona who are like, what the fuck is, I thought we did this. What's going on? So they're super not down with the return of James and his new claim. An editorial in the Tucson Citizen stated the solution to James Revis was, quote, a tall tree and a long rope. Wait. Wait a minute. That, yeah, short rope. So what they're saying is... If I get, if I understand this correctly, they want to just chain him up like a dog, and have him run around, <laughs> and have him run around the tree on a rope. So or they're, they're not that smart in Tucson with that one. I would have gone short rope. Or yeah, it's the only way you could do it: tall, tall tree, short rope. You can't short go. You can't tree, go. Short tree, tall rope. Short tree, tall rope. Let him run as far as he can, thinking he's getting away. Give him a little area to play in. <laughs> See if he likes that. And I'll call to him, and he'll come running, and then yank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, James Revis. Yeah. Uh, Want to go on a walk, James? <laughs> go on a walk, boy. Other Arizona newspapers recommended killing James Revis. Okay. okay. Arizona was up for the fight this time. Okay. But James had come with a strong plan. He immediately offered investment land development opportunities. And the wealthy Wait a minute, people... wait a minute, wait a minute. I want to give you a piece. Yeah. You should never trust a guy with that voice. I want to help you out, guy. Come on. I'm friends with the archivist. Whoa. Uh, so the wealthy of New York and San Francisco started giving James Revis millions. Jesus Christ. In investments. Uh, he incorporated a company, the Casa Grande Improvement Company. Casa Grande Improvement Company. The big house fix place. <laughs> I mean, he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> James, was the James was the director, and well-known business leaders were picked to be presidents and vice presidents. The company was going to develop that land uh, by building railroads, dams, irrigation canals, telegraph lines, while raising and selling livestock and leasing water rights. So he's got a whole fucking plan he's pitching to rich people, and they're like, no, oh, yeah, this sounds he's, great. He's building an empire of bullshit. Uh, Angersoll, the, the attorney, was the first president. James dressed like a wealthy man. Sure. He wore the finest linens, and Donna Sophia wore the best dresses from New York and San Francisco. But the big problem was... 
that everyone in Arizona hated them and wanted to kill them. Okay, tough, tough. There was so much hostility, they could not stay in Arizona, and James rarely spent any time in his mansion. Okay. <laughs> Aw, yeah, it is sad. I, I told you it'd be sad. It is sad. Let him live in there. They shared time between San Francisco, New York, and St. Louis. Now, while in New York, Sophia found a two-month-old orphan and kept him. (laughs) If you've been listening to the dollop in chronological order, you would just nod. (laughs) You would say to yourself, well, at least that one didn't have to get on a train. Okay. <clears throat> so she went to the pet store, got a kid? <laughs> well, they were just on the street. You could just grab one. Hey, right you! Which we're actually getting back to that. Now, you should go to L.A., you guys. James bought a hacienda in Mexico and opened a hospital and a home for the blind. So he's fucking doing charity work with these millions and millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. He also built a monument dedicated to Don Miguel de Peralta, a fictional human being. Uh, That would be like making a statue of (laughs) Spider-Man. Or Rocky. Or Rocky, Did someone over here say it? At the same oh, I don't know. Oh, did he? Oh, so, yeah. yeah, same time. Nice Do you want to hang out? Nice or? Yeah. No. I guess, I guess you're, you're saying no? I guess you and Garrett should do a podcast. explicitly saying no. Never no. wanted to hang out with a guy no. more. No, why don't you do it with Garrett? Guy. Why don't you do the fucking show come, with Garrett? Uh, uh, Dave, <laughs> come live with me. Everybody shut up. Marry me. <clears throat> Thank now, you. Now... Benjamin Harrison was elected president of the U.S., and a new surveyor general was selected. The surveyor general. Once again, it was good old Royal Johnson. Oh, okay. All right. And Royal had been sitting on his investigation results from previously. (laughs) He came in strong and immediately called James' claim, quote, fraudulent, absolutely worthless, and utter fiction. And then he dug in more, got more information, and then released it. Royal's official report stated most of the documents were written with a pen that had not been invented until a century later. I've said this so many times, but if you're writing shit from the 1700s, do not use a Bic. <laughs> that is amazing. It's amazing to do it if you're him, and then it's amazing to be like, I mean, that's like CSI for the era, right? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, we got him. Uh, they sent a guy to Spain, and many, it turns out many of the Spanish documents were not found in the archives there. Weird. There were... Tons of spelling and grammatical errors. <laughs> Fucking tons. Sure. Like constant. Sure. Uh, James had used incorrect wording. There were signs Is he James had. James Nostradamus potentially? <laughs> there are signs he had erased words, and there were places he just wrote over sentences and used <laughs> paste. So, so he took out an old document and put paste down and then wrote over it as if everybody in the world is a fucking moron. <laughs> He's like, that looks like a 
That looks like a thing. Paste. Paste. So right. he actually invented liquid paper. Yeah. Not the Nesmiths. Not the Nesmiths. The report concluded the claim should be denied. Quote, it being in my mind... I know. It's shocking. It's shocking. I missed that one. Quote, it being in my mind without the slightest foundation in utter fact and utterly void. The people of Arizona were jubilant. The governor held a reception uh, for Royal Johnson. In D.C. and New York... Not as happy. Mm. Months went by, and there was no response to the report from Washington. Finally, the commission of the land office wrote to Royal Johnson, quote, Strike the case from your docket and notify Mr. Revis of the action allowing the usual time for an appeal. But James Revis was James Revis, and he wanted his fake land grant. Oh, no, What? Yeah. He filed a $10 million lawsuit against the United States government. Uh, oh, boy. He claimed the U.S. had stolen his land and sold it to settlers and companies. A Southern Pacific Railroad attorney, as well as Ingersoll and Broadhead, acted as his attorneys. James' proof was that money had already been paid, which proved that his claim was valid. Sure. Yeah, that definitely does it. Altogether, he'd collected 145000 from landowners, which would be about $3 million in today's dollars. So he's saying because he swindled people, that makes it... Yeah. I conned him. So... Yeah, I conned him, so we're good, right? Yeah. They bought it. Maybe they shouldn't be stupid. Case closed. <laughs> While the case was being ready for trial, the uh, Court of Private Land Claims in Santa Fe was created to deal with old land claims claims and James brought his claim before the new court and then went to California to find witnesses who could testify to Sophia's early years growing up and he found them and they gave depositions one had been a friend of the second baron Sophia's father another said he had grown up with the second baron uh-huh. James also discovered another uh, Peralta no what are the odds how a third cousin another one yeah. how long until we find that dead twin brother and and that cousin had actually been in Arizona when Dr. Willing bought the contract shut the fuck up three shut year, up Dave. three years no that's gonna be valuable that's gonna be valuable though yep. that's why the timing's crazy James then went James then went to Mexico and uh-huh. found more Peralta family documents <laughs> He even found records of the entire Peralta family genealogy. Oh, my God. And in March 1893, Sophia gave birth to twins who were named Carlos Jesus and Miguel in honor of the first and second barons who were not real. Still. But then all this traveling, all of this lawyers, all of this stuff cost money and financial problems hit. Whoa. All the travel and research was expensive. Plus, he had a bunch of houses now that he had to keep up. So James got a loan from some businessman for $30,000. So now he's in debt. James Rebus is pretty sure he had an open and shut case. He rolled rolled up to the court of land claims uh, with trunks of new proof. A worker said, quote, when all the... 
When all was unpacked, three large tables placed end-to-end filled with documents, ancient books, pictures, uh, and there were documents with large seals signed by the King of Spain. Uh, (laughs) There's a complete history of the Marquis and letters to and from him. So he's got all this shit. James is so confident, he moved back into his Arizona mansion while the court sent an investigator to Mexico and Spain to check the archives for this new shit that he had found. Sure. In Mexico, the investigator believed every document was complete bullshit. Weird. In Spain, it turned out James had been closely watched the whole time he was there, and it had been determined that he was altering documents. So an arrest warrant was... it was... the paste? <laughs> <laughs> so an arrest warrant was issued for him, but he bailed uh, and Did he forge the arrest warrant? And he was like, we're looking for the police. I'm the James. Wait. What's happening? Yeah, I'm in charge. We're going to go get the cops. Arrest them. I'm James. What? Let's get the cops. Look at this warrant. It's for the cops. What the fuck? It's just a little bit of pace. Let's go get the police. Okay, so I'm going to arrest myself. You're Officer James. I am under arrest? You are indeed. Okay. Didn't think it'd get this far. Lie. So... As the government's evidence became known, James' attorneys started one by one, totally bailing <laughs> on it. Jesus Christ. As did all of his friends. And on the day of the trial, his lawyers did not show up. Good. And James did not show up. Sure. <laughs> Why bother? Yeah. So the trial, this trial begins, and witness after witness testifies that the claim is bullshit. And it went on for a week. And then a week into the trial, James shows up. Hey, I overslept. Woo! Woo! And asks for a continuance so he could find an attorney. And the judge said no, so he asked for the case to be dismissed. No. That was also a no. Will you be my attorney? I'm the judge. Jesus. Excuse me. You're my employee. Say it again. You're the what? Employee. Yes. No, wait. (laughs) So, Your Honor, permission for you to be my lawyer. (laughs) I'd like to own the bench. So he then takes the stand and just rambles. Quote, With the, wait, is this okay? I mean, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. obviously not he's, how it works. He's questioning himself, so oh, so he is actually questioning himself. Yeah. Well, but yeah, but he, is he bothering to stand up and play both roles, or is he just sort of like, <laughs> is he just chilling? Like, what did you? Well, then what? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's when I found those documents. That's what I'm saying to you. Um, and you for sure got those? Absolutely, yeah, I got all of them and the painting, and I laid all that out. You saw that before, so. I mean, Your Honor, this witness seems to know what's going on. I appreciate that. You're a man of honor. I'm not sure. It feels like it's lunch. Uh, what were you going to say? Yeah, I just don't want to be a judge anymore. Yeah, that's the goal here. I'm playing the long game. Let's end this. Maybe I'll be the judge. Guilty. Get the fuck out of here, Your Honor. <laughs> All right. So he said on the stand, quote, I never cared much for the grant except the honor of having done something in it. I am not a lover of money, but I am a lover of development and building up a country. 
What? I mean, <laughs> yeah, 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 no, that, yeah. that's going to yeah. That's yeah. going that's going to pull at the heartstrings. Uh huh. Yeah. He babbled on the stand for two and a half days. Oh my God! What? Just himself? Then Sophia took the stand and stuck to the story, despite questioning, uh, making her look completely absurd, including the prosecution revealing the actual birth certificate of the twins that Jame had altered. It turns out the church had a second copy. (laughs) Uh, One without paste. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> on the final day of the trial, James brought his biggest piece of evidence. Oh, I can't wait. What, a statue? What is he going to do? The 116-year-old grandpa? I'm 151 now. I was just sleeping. He pulled out a painting. Ta-da. It was a portrait of Don Miguel... That he said looked exactly like the twins. Well, well, well. Case closed, Game motherfucker. Over. Game over. And then he fucking dropped the Game mic over. and walked away. This shit's over. Yeah. Check out that drop. painting. Boom. It's a Banksy. <laughs> the court ruled against James. Reeves. Whoa, 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 what? And then he was immediately arrested for fraud, forgery, presenting false documents, and conspiracy to defraud the federal government. You're just clapping because you're from Arizona and you're biased. He had no story about a man who just loves America. Yep. So he had no money for bail. So he spent an entire year in jail awaiting his trial. Oh, wow. Donna Sophia moved to Denver and changed her name back to Sophia Treadway. Whoa! That's a reality show. And she got a job as a hat maker. (laughs) Of course. Thinking about the time, that means she was packing dead birds onto hats. Normal trajectory. Uh, well, so... I was on a train and I was told I was a princess, and now I put owls on hats for ladies. <laughs> so pretty common for the 1800s. Yep. I'm 31. That's right. Yep. Oh, I, I have the same story. Yeah, we, a lot of people do. Most of us here used to be princesses. <laughs> James was found guilty on July 17th. 1896 and given a two-year sentence and a $5,000 fine. I bet he forged that. (laughs) Didn't this say 12 years? Two years. Anyway. (laughs) On April 18th, 1898, he was released from prison and walked out after saying he would, quote, return to the world of business. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's in my blood. No, you were never in business. <laughs> Ever. Greatest of them all. <laughs> no. No. I owned a whole state. No, you didn't. You just said you did. I did. I married no. a... No, you still I married a it. queen woman. No, you found a woman on a train. You lied. And for whatever reason, she just didn't want to be someone on a train. I have a dragon. No, you do not have a goddamn dragon. I do. Where is it? Where is it? It's in my business house. <laughs> That's where they live. 
Oh, there's more than one? Yes, yeah. I have one in each business house. Is that right? Okay, yeah, you think you'd lead They're with dragons. that. You have dragons, no, but you have one. Okay. Why would you put a dragon anywhere else? It's business, son. What the fuck Good are you God, talking about? Good God, you don't about? know shit about business. You don't know shit. Okay, well, who's walking out of prison? Well, I'm not in prison. As a businessman. Oh, my God. <laughs> Idiot. He traveled to San Francisco, New York, and Washington Washington to drum up investors. Hello, well, for I'm his back. <laughs> plan to develop Arizona. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, so there are there are, there are. I always think of there's times in my head. If anyone invents a time machine, there are times I want to go back to. One of them is when a, a guy was giving a big speech in, at a company meeting in in Chicago. And there were a thousand people there, and he was doing a. a Slides and actually a, a picture of a naked boy came up and he was like, "Oh, back, oh, uh, uh." And it turns out he he had naked pictures of boys all over his computer. I want to be that one. I want to be in the back and go, "Fuck yeah, there it is." Uh, Interesting first. I know, but these moments where people they're they're little moments. They're not huge historical moments, but they're just these moments where people have a really awkward moment. This is one of them where he's trying to talk investors. After fucking twice being just found out to be a piece of shit, you guys should uh, go in on this one. It's uh, so it's take three. Uh, it's I'm calling it Arizona Three, the reckoning. And uh, we just need some investors, and we're gonna build uh, cows. And uh, and and there's gonna be water. And uh, water slide. Um, so Sorry. we just need investors. To build cows? Uh, also, so here's the kicker. Uh, you did say build cows. I haven't year. brought this up yet, but it turns out, I just found this out, I'm a queen. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I just found this out. I was going, I was in jail, and I started digging, and I fucking hit. I mean, it's like a well of documents. And uh, it's just under the jail for whatever reason. <laughs> And, uh, and I, I started going it. back through them, and it turns out I am a Scottish queen. I'm actually a set of twins. So uh, what I need is just like 25K, and we can fucking set this shit up. You think, and also he spends that time in Arizona, and he probably comes out, and people are like, so, how are you going to bounce back? Well, you're not going to like this. I'm thinking of uh, buying Arizona. <laughs> came to me in jail. You got a lot of time to think and mull stuff. So I figure I'll just, um, uh, you know, take over Arizona again. <laughs> it worked twice. Uh, but it turns out that none of the investors want to jump on board this time. Well, there was a flag they saw or something? Well, everyone had started getting an Amway, so there weren't as much into this. Sure. So he moved back to he moved to Denver and oh, uh, poor and Denver got back together with Sophia. Okay, who is now a regular person? This will be interesting. Although he would occasionally hit the road and try to drum up investors for his land grant in Arizona. Sure. In 1900, he started a magazine called Oh Man Peralta Rivas Real Life Illustrated. What? I feel like it doesn't do well. 
<laughs> Look, man, people were asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> what is I mean, it's a The magazine was going to reveal the true story of the Peralta fraud. Slowly? <laughs> over, 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 over what, 100 300 years? issues. Yeah. <laughs> Only one issue was printed. Uh. <laughs> You know what? I knew I shouldn't have gone into magazines. Because the idea was, it was a tight idea. The, the information was there. I should have done a talkie. I should have done that. James then wrote a memoir, which was published as a series in the San Francisco Call. It was titled Confessions of the Baron of Arizona. Oh, boy. A tell-all? In 1902, Sophia filed for divorce. In 1902, she's like... I feel like you're not going to change. <laughs> I just had this weird feeling. What, what, did he, what did he do that made her be like, I just don't think it's right anymore? I actually can't take it. You know, here's the thing. Either we get divorced or the next time you say Arizona, I'm going to blow my fucking brains out. <laughs> actually, right that'd be head. a good look for a hat. <laughs> brains, sort of. Brain on the outside of a hat. So James disappeared for a while after that. There was no record of him. He put paste over himself. <laughs> James, we see you. Mm. <laughs> and then he returned as a general. No. Uh, <laughs> and then after a while, he popped up on the streets of Phoenix. Hey. Where. He was homeless, and he was just seen wandering around. Wow. Wow. It's a weird, weird applause. Weird applause time. Aren't you a baron? I'm sort of. Can I get a dime? (laughs) I'm a baron of needing biscuits. You met the biscuit baron? Hello. Um... So he spent, it was said he spent hours in the public library reading newspapers about his days as a wealthy baron. Oh, fuck. Wow. That is. He went back to the documents. Dave, I mean, that is. Holy shit. It's like slowly watching someone Google themselves. Oh, the pain. The fuck is he? Is he reading about himself again? I remember that boat. Oh, that was fun when everyone bought the bullshit. Scroll down a little. I married a teenager. I convinced her she was Spanish royalty. Well, I just need pants. Look, sir, late fees are late fees, and the papers didn't come back when you said they would, so we have to charge you. I made a castle out of mud. Sir, no, that's because you're not wearing pants. Oh my God, that's not mud. And it's not a castle either, sir. It's pretty straightforward, obviously. Oh my God, it looks like my great-grandfather's monument. In a way, it, it is, sir. Um, in a way, it is. <laughs> in 1913, he somehow <laughs> found shit. his way. I can't believe he's like a Terminator. 
<laughs> the fuck is it gonna take? He somehow found his way back to Downey, California, where he lived in a poorhouse. And then... Can I be in charge? Sure. And then at some point, he was back in Denver, where he died in 1914, and he was buried in a pauper's grave. Okay. Okay. Sophia would make extra money by selling her story to magazines and newspapers. She lived until 1934. James Manchin in Arizona was rediscovered in 1953. For years, it had been used as a barn by a farmer. (laughs) It belongs to who? It was determined to be beyond restoration. Wow. Jesus Christ. What a crazy chapter from American history. (laughs) You guys had a fucking nutball. Like a genuine fucking lunatic. Whatever happened to John Snowflake? You ever wonder... uh, Oh, John Snowball? He became Senator John McCain. I won't melt. By the way, has anybody tried to throw water on his wife? Because she looks like she's made of wax. Wax. They don't have any water. Ran out. We took it all. For our fires. Boy, I feel good. Um, Boy, that's crazy. That is so ambitious. Vincent Price, uh, they made a movie out of this that Vincent Price was in, in I think, the 50s. Vincent Price was in it? Yeah. Wow. But it should be remade. I mean, this is fucking bananas. Don't you see? I'm the Baron of Arizona. No, I'm in charge of all of it. I met my queen wife on a train. I can't even hear Vincent Price anymore because when you do it, all I hear is James Adomian doing Vincent Price. Oh, I didn't know. Oh man, he does that a great dude's... Vincent Price. I, I, whatever I'll do, I'll try to do a Jesse Ventura. And it is his impression. <laughs> that's, a, that's what you did when you were a kid. When you'd be like, I do a Johnny Carson. It's Dana Carvey's Johnny Carson, and I do it. <laughs> I'm sorry it wasn't whoever you thought it was going to be. I know a lot of you guys had an idea. And it, it wasn't that. Oh, yeah, I wasn't going to do that. It's too close. Also, oh, um, not, I know, but since we're, since we're in America, we're doing an ethnic purge. It's an awkward time to do that. It has become a little awkward with that phase. We're yeah, going a purge is a weird thing to live through. Yeah. Um, it's but, so uh, weird how everything's happening so fast and in slow motion. No, I'll do him when he dies, and he's going to fucking die soon. So that'll... Gonna, he'll die. And when he dies, we will celebrate. You should all have house parties, maybe have a fucking block party, but that's a, that's a celebration. People say you shouldn't celebrate death, but... I mean, there's some. There are some that should be... Uh, Get some Roman candles. That's all I'm saying. It's okay. He's a bad man. 
Um, <laughs> also, Steve Nash. Uh, let's celebrate his death. Wait, is that not? I don't know. Steve Nash? Wait, am I not? Think of the basketball player, right? Yeah, he's Canadian. You got what? Well, Steve Nash. He never won a championship. I Wait, am I, not, am I not understanding whose death you celebrate and whose you don't? I thought, I thought of an athlete didn't win a championship. Pure evil, no? I get mixed up. <laughs> Did he ever score 60? Ah, yeah. Celebrate it. I think we might have talked past the close on this one. Yeah, I, was just trying to, I was just trying to think of one local person besides Jeff Flake I could think of and... All I could come up with Steve Nash. <laughs> the Canadian point guard? When I think Arizona. Didn't he live here? Did he play? He played, yeah, he he was played awesome here, right? Here, yeah. I think Mike he... D'Antoni. Charles Barkley's from? Oh, yeah. Is he from... For sure. Is he oh, from dude... Arizona? Well, I mean, he, yeah, he was Steven on Steven the... Spielberg. What the fuck is happening to you people? Dan Marley's your guy, and you know it. Dr. Ganja. Um, David Spade. Well, that made him happy. They cheered. Let's leave on that, Dave. Um, I got a David Spade story. You hear my David Spade story? Uh, All right. So I'm a brand new comic in Los Angeles. Oh, boy. And uh, I go to a party, and David Spade's there, and this manager's like, hey, I want you, you should, I want to introduce you. David Spade should see you. Maybe you, you could take him on the road. He could op- you could open for him. Get to know him. Get to know him. And I go over, and he goes, hey, uh, David, I want you to meet uh, Dave Anthony. And David Spade doesn't look at me. He looks at the manager and goes, is he a chick? <laughs> and the manager says, uh, no, he's a young comic. He goes, then get him the fuck away from me. So that was cool. Well, at least I finally know how your I suck David Spade's dick story starts. I didn't go it. I didn't want to. time I got I didn't want to go into the second half. Uh, it seems weird. You ought to just throw it away. It sounds it a, interesting. It's a good story if you leave that part out. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming out. We appreciate it. Truly. We will be back. Thank you kindly, guys. Appreciate it. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. 
Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help 